All right, guys, welcome in to today's episode of the Southeast Tube Podcast. It is Thursday, August the 10th, 2017, and boy, did Wednesday night in the world of SEC basketball give us a couple of noteworthy items uh, that were definitely worth discussing. And the first one, of course, is the official reclassification of Jonte Porter to the 2017 class. He will be on Missouri's roster this upcoming season. It was inevitable that this was going to happen. Now it's official. And now that it is official, I mean, look, Missouri is a team I've talked about. I haven't gotten a great feel on them yet because it's easy to look at where they were last year, the past three years, and say, I don't know how quickly they could change things. But when you look at the talent on this roster, when you look at the depth, uh, it's going to change quickly. And it's just a matter of how quickly or how far this team can go now when we talk about the addition of Jonte Porter. And so, you know, I've discussed this throughout the summer. Look at what they have coming back. I mean, they've got guys like Terrence Phillips, Jordan Barnett, Kevin Perrier, all those guys averaged double figures last year. Not only that, of course, you have Michael Porter Jr., the best freshman in the entire country. You add Cassius Robertson, who's going to give them a shooting threat as well. Uh, You know, and then now you add Porter, another tall kid to where Missouri just has a a very massive lineup when we talk about just their overall length, uh, their height. It's pretty incredible. And so they're going to be able to match up with a lot of different teams just because of what both the Porters can do. Uh, We know how, you know, Michael Porter Jr. is going to be able to spread the floor, do a lot of different things, and that's going to present matchup problems no matter who they play. But not just that. They now have, you know, if you look at just their overall depth, I mean, their starting five seems to be, you know, it's pretty good. I mean, let's think about it. It's it's really good when you talk about the returning guys mixing in with the Porters, with a guy like Cassius Robertson most likely. Uh, they've got a very solid starting lineup, but they have what everyone else in the SEC has too. And, you know, like I said before, Adding Jonte Porter is not going to automatically take Missouri from, you know, maybe people think they're going to finish 6th, 7th, 8th, somewhere in there, to being the SEC favorite. However, when you add another player that's that good, it adds that other element of depth. And so now they're able to go, you know, maybe 7, 8 deep now when you talk about just complete players that could step in, play a lot of minutes for them. You know, Jeremiah Tillman's another guy in the post that can do that. We talked about Kevin Perrier. Uh, Blake Harris going to play a lot at point probably. So you've got guys that can step in and play minutes. And Missouri is going to be able to do that because they have those kind of options we've talked about with other teams. And so they can mix and match with certain different lineups and be okay because they have that depth. And, you know, it seems like we talk about the SEC being guard heavy when you look around at all these different teams. And there's just a lot of teams that are loaded at the guard spot. Missouri is a team that now is absolutely loaded at the forward spot the the center position just post play in general uh, they have four guys in there when we talk about Michael Porter Jr. Jonte Porter Kevin Perrier Jeremiah Tillman who can be impact players you know if they play to their potential and so certainly one of the things people are going to look at say well three of those guys are freshmen and sure that's a good point but look Michael Porter Jr. one of the best freshmen in the entire country he'll be one of the best players in the country period 
Um, and then again, adding a guy like Jonte Porter just gives them another playmaker who can give them so many different things on both ends of the floor. And you just can't, you know, talk about that kind of value enough with the depth. And Missouri completely, in my opinion, now adding another body like that, adding another player like that who can give them a lot of minutes and add to that size that they already have in the front court to mix with the guys in the back court. Terrence Phillips, I think, is going to have a breakthrough year. I told you how high I am on Robertson, and we discussed that. Uh, you know, I was going to do the, the podcast with Sam. We did the podcast last night. We're going to release it today. But now with Porter's news coming out, we're going to hold off on that one probably until tomorrow or Monday uh, because it is an hour-long show basically on the entire SEC. So that's one we can kind of wait on now with all this big news coming out with Porter reclassifying. So that way it doesn't get kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, so it was a very in-depth, fun discussion with Sam, who I've talked about, does work over at Rock M Nation. And I know he's busy talking about Jonte Porter reclassifying. Uh, and as I said on Twitter last night, I'd like to thank Jonte Porter for reclassifying after we did the podcast. So as soon as we finished, he reclassified. Uh, but luckily, we kind of had the, we, we kind of had the, I guess, uh, feeling that it was going to happen. And so we just kind of went with the fact that he was already going to be there. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, so Jonte Porter now with the Missouri Tigers, he makes Missouri a team that I was a little hesitant on before wondering how it was all going to play out. But now when you look at that depth, when you see what they have in terms of size playmakers, it's hard to say that Missouri is not going to be an NCAA tournament team. They have that kind of talent. They have good returners that they add new pieces. And, you know, it's just a matter of seeing how the chemistry builds between all these different players. If that happens, Missouri is going to be a tough team to beat. They're going to present a lot of matchup problems for a lot of different teams. So uh, there you go. Finally happened. Jonte Porter will be playing at Missouri. And another, uh, I guess, newsworthy item from Wednesday night was one that caught some people by surprise, and that was Alabama uh, losing to Carlton in Canada. They lost 84-71. to um, I've said this two episodes in a row now in talking about these these uh, foreign trips and what they mean for teams. Uh, just like I said it with Auburn's 58-point win you know, over an Italian team yesterday, I'm going to say it again with Alabama's 13-point loss to this team. Uh, it is what it is. It's nothing to completely lose your mind over. It's nothing to get you know, overreactions all over the place. It's just that's not what it is. Uh, this game means absolutely nothing. It's August. It's an exhibition game. Um, and and look, I mean, let's think about just the overall picture here. Coaches are trying to experiment with different rotations. They're trying to put guys in certain spots to see how they play there. And it's just a chance to work with lineups. It's just a chance to see how guys progress in certain areas. That's all it is. Um, you know, the, the biggest things I think to take away from that game Colin Sexton's injury, of course, everyone was just holding their breath, uh, wondering what was going to happen with him, and that was the biggest fear, of course, and understandable uh, based on that, but he's he appears to be fine. Uh, another takeaway I thought was, look, John Petty has been the most standout player on the team for these two games thus far. Uh, he went 4 of 7 from 3 again, shot the lights out. He, he can shoot the ball very well. Let him in scoring with 16 points. And I just, at this point, it's going to be hard to leave John Petty off the floor. Now, Dejon Ingram, 
not playing in the game again. Uh, we talked about that injury going into the trip, and it doesn't look like he's going to play. But, you know, we have to remember, it's going to be hard, I think, when you have that trio of Sexton, Petty, and Ingram, those three could be very dangerous on the offensive end of the floor. Uh, and so maybe you go with those three guys, you wonder, you know Braxton Key's going to be in there, and then maybe, you know, you decide on the big men. And, and that's a matter of, you know, just seeing how people develop. And we've talked about that many times now. Um, and I know one of the things that, look, I mean, they ran into a team last night that just shot the ball very well, hit 12 threes. Uh, they also out-rebounded Alabama 44-34. It is what it is. It's an exhibition game. It's nothing to read too much into. Teams get better from this kind of stuff. Teams learn from this kind of stuff. Uh, given all the offseason kind of, I guess, expectations, a loss like this doesn't really hurt because, if anything, it brings you kind of back down to earth a little bit because we talked about the expectations for Alabama basketball this year. They're as high as they've been in a long, long time. So, you know, if anything, a 13-point loss to this team, you know, kind of brings you back down and says, whoa, we got some things to work on. We're not, you know, we're not there yet. And no one's there yet. And then we talk about that with Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, all these teams playing foreign trips. Nobody is where they want to be yet. And it's just a matter of seeing how everything comes together, trying just to get that experience against other competition. That's all that matters right now. It's not about the, the wins and losses. You don't take these wins and losses into your record uh, once the season starts. So, uh, it is what it is, like I said, and Alabama will finish up, play another game uh, today, and, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, it is what it is, and it's something that people should not overreact to and just kind of take it as a learning experience for this team. That's what the coaching staff will do, and they will see kind of how guys react going forward. So, um, all right, so there is that, and we're going to wrap up with... One of the mailback questions from this week, and that is from Brad Cavallaro at BradCav2. He's on Twitter, and his question is, thoughts on the SEC position battles like Gabriel versus Washington and Kentucky, Perrier versus Tillman versus Jonte at Missouri. How, who, how do you think uh, sort of the minutes, I guess, play out on that? And it's a good question, Brad, because I think, you know, you could look at these, and it's easy to kind of go back and forth when you look at Kentucky. Uh, Gabriel is someone I've been very high on this offseason just because seeing what he's done in terms of building strength, building his body up more, being prepared for that grind, uh, that the physicality of the, the season that it brings. Um, but I think, you know, P.J. Washington's a really good player. I think he's going to have a chance to, to play a lot of different minutes, be one of those impact players for Kentucky, maybe one of those guys that kind of flies under the radar because we're seemingly talking about Kevin Knox, Hamidou Diallo being the main guys there. But I think Washington could be kind of that rock-solid player that they're going to need to build that chemistry there with all the new guys. Um, but but Gabriel's going to get plenty of opportunities. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets those opportunities right away uh, because, look, Kentucky's not a team with a lot of experience, but just having a guy that's played one season and now comes back, kind of transformed himself, I think Gabriel's going to be intriguing to watch in the, in the early part of the non-conference just to see how far his game has developed. Uh, but uh, John Calipari is going to be able to get good minutes out of both of those guys. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Uh, you know, could it be a situation where Gabriel kind of gets them all early and then we see Washington progress and make his way in there? I think like with the other lineups we've talked about, Kentucky's going to have some options in how they play uh, because they can kind of mix and match some of these guys in certain places. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. But I do, I like both of those players, and I think that's going to be a tight kind of situation to see how that unfolds with the rotation in general 
there at Kentucky. And then you talk about Missouri. We talked about Jonte Porter uh, reclassifying. And I just really look at this and think it's going to be hard to keep Jonte Porter off the floor uh, when you're playing him beside his brother. Uh, and Kevin Perrier, as good as he was for that team you know, last year, and certainly we all remember this play down the stretch, but uh, I think he's someone that, that's going to get minutes as well. And maybe Tillman, just he's another one of those freshmen where you probably just have to wait and see. See how he kind of plays in comparison to the other two guys. Maybe see where they go with that. Uh, so I like all three of those players, but I do think Jonte Porter is going to be hard to leave off the floor uh, because when you can put, you know, both the Porters on the floor at the same time, that's a boy. That's a that's a tough combo just because of what they can do. We know what Michael Porter Jr. can do. You have a, a post guy in Jonte who can just completely, you know, do what he needs to do in the paint. And so I think it's it's going to be tough. I think if you're Conzo Martin to leave both those guys off the floor because if you can play them together. You know, we know, look, I mean, they're brothers. that They they have a chemistry on certain things. I mean, look, it's something to where they're going to be able to play well off of each other. And so they're probably going to get the nod together. And then Perrier, I think, is probably the next man in that group. So uh, thanks for the question, Brad. Always appreciate your questions here on the podcast. And so thank you, as always, for listening uh, to everyone out there. And be sure to subscribe to the Southeast Hoops podcast. You can do that by going over to iTunes, search for Southeast Hoops, Subscribe for free and get every episode delivered as soon as they go up. Uh, SoutheastHoops.com, all the written works there. Going to continue to work on some new stuff as well that will be coming up soon. And this is one of those, finally, you know, I've talked about the preseason power rankings, been holding and holding and holding. This was one of the pieces that I was waiting on to kind of fall in place because now that Jonte Porter's here, it definitely gives me a better idea of where I have Missouri. And, and, you know, it's no surprise. I think they're NCAA tournament team now. It's just a matter of where do they fall in the SEC pecking order. And as I mentioned earlier as well, be sure to stay tuned and be sure you are subscribed because you do not want to miss the podcast I did with Sam Snelling. Like I said, it was an hour long, but boy, we hit on so many different topics around the world of SEC basketball. You always hear mine here on the podcast, but Sam gives his thoughts as well, and he's as in-depth as you know I try to be. And we really touched on so many different aspects on all 14 teams. We got to everyone. And it was a lot of fun. So I think this is going to be a very fun listen. Uh, so be sure to stay tuned that. I'm not sure. It's, it could be Friday. could be money, Monday. Not 100% sure yet. So just make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. So thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast. And I will talk to you guys next time.